Welcome back to Study Me. I'm Allie Black, and we're here today with D Black. What up? We're going to be talking um, about a few things today, but if you know, I want to talk to you, start the conversation off about murals. Um, there's a lot I want to know about your work um, and your murals that you have up throughout the city. Um, so can you, let's kind of start at the beginning and tell us how, how long have you been installing murals? Um, how long have I been installing murals? <clears throat> I guess probably, I don't know, what year is this? 2022. Probably about 10 years now, maybe 10 or 11 years I've been installing murals. Okay. I hadn't really thought about how long, but that's definitely yeah, it's it's over 10 years. All right. Can you can you remember the first one that you did back in 20 what? Well, I mean, so so the way the mural started was I started thinking that all of the plywood on the boarded up houses I could use as a canvas where I could legally go vandalize a, some, a situation, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and nobody gives a fuck about it being up there because nobody gives a fuck about this abandoned house and this boarded up house. Like that's mm-hmm. literally where I started, when I started seeing like wall space. Gotcha. So, so wait, when you say legally. Well, cause I had start, I, so it was around the time. So this was probably before 2012. So around the time, this was probably like 2008, 2009. Okay. I started trying to figure out what the city ordinances were in order to put image, put my images up. And so I came across whatever city ordinance based on the organization I was talking to who I had trying to help me figure it out. And it was like any removable material on a house, like if, if I did something to it, it's not considered vandalism. Mm, gotcha. You know, so then it was like, okay, I want to put my work up. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, in 2009, I'm looking at my work as precious and gallery and glass and white gloves and negatives and dark room and shit. Mm-hmm. So I started putting up posters first that had images and phonetic spelling of words on the posters. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's how I started. That was the first thing that I put up mm. on some of the plywood above on the door or on a window of an abandoned building. Gotcha. Right. And and um, what was that application process that you used for that? When I was doing that, I was wheat pasting it up. Okay, wheat you know, pasting. so I was experimenting with wheat paste um, based on me knowing that graffiti artists who weren't necessarily spray painting shit up was using wheat paste as like glue to mm-hmm. put up posters mm-hmm. or you know uh, concert posters. And in New York, you know, you got all that shit happening mm-hmm. okay so you started out pretty much like wheat pasting yep and then where did you graduate to like after after the wheat paste was there what was the next step well i started out wheat pasting words mm. okay. and that graduated into me wheat pasting photographs gotcha but i didn't like how the the photograph eventually fucking disintegrates. So then I started trying to play around with uh, different clear coats and glues and shit like that. 
So for a while, I was putting my images up using um, just like a clear coat that I could get from Sherwin-Williams. Mm-hmm. And that was allowing me to, it was allowing the images to stick better. And then I could protect the top layer of the image by putting a clear coat on top of it. And I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't falling. The image was no longer falling apart. See, I didn't like the the aging of the photograph. Mm, gotcha. So, so that makes me think about the image that you did. I believe it's titled "Winter in America" down in Slavic Village. Was that um, was that just plain wheat paste, or is that the the process that you just explained? That's plain wheat paste. Gotcha. And that did yeah. Age. Eventually, it just aged and deteriorated after a while, mm-hmm. just because of. I guess my ability to make the wheat paste good. I mean, it lasted down there for maybe five or six years mm-hmm. before it started to really, really weather. Gotcha. Okay. But that was a part of, that was just some of the early part of my experimentation with getting the photographs up large. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, okay, then from there, is that when you got introduced to the process that you're using now, which is, um, the printer and the heat, <clears throat> excuse me, and the vinyl is where where I got introduced to it. No, no, I'm asking. Um, after the clear coat and you got it to last longer, was the next step the the vinyl and the heat press? Was that the next process that yes. you started using? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, and can you t- talk me through how um how does it work for you to get your your images up, you know, cause you've had your work on, you know, libraries, you've had, um, uh, you know, on that building that was, that was down in Slavic village. Like these were, you had permission, right. To do those murals from somebody. So how does that usually work? Do you reach out to them? They reach out to you. Is it a combination of both? Combination of combination of both. And has the process, Has that process um, has that process been smooth? Um, the the process of getting you know getting a commission to put up a mural is it how has that experience? Can you talk about how that experience has been? I mean, every mural experience has been its own unique experience. Okay. Um, so the commissions, none of them have been smooth. Mm. Um, but when I just kind of do it illegally somewhere that I don't believe anybody will care, that's the smoothest way that has been happening. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, and okay. So let's talk a little bit about the, when you're doing it illegally, um, ha- have you had any like run-ins with like police or anyone telling you you can't do this? No. I've never had anybody tell me that I can't do it. Um, I can think of two murals that I put up. The police watch me. Mm. One, no, three murals I put up with no permission. The police watch me. And two of those three murals, the police had conversation with me. Oh, wow. Really? And, yeah. And those were, those were moments where you did not, quote unquote, have permission. <laughs> right. Where I didn't, where it wasn't where I didn't get commissioned by some organization to give me some money and a budget. Um, I think what I started to realize is when I had been, when I was getting commissioned, 
it's not like the person who's giving me the money is there with me when I'm doing it. So I started to realize that to the environment that I'm in putting the work up, nobody knows if I have permission or not, mm-hmm. whether I have a, whether I have permission or not. Right. So I just started to look at buildings, <clears throat> excuse me, look at buildings and look at walls that I felt like was a, like a strong like vantage point or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. based on sitting at a light, sitting in a drive through, you know, I just started to recognize walls that I was really paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would look at just how they're just sitting there kind of empty. You know, it might be the back mm-hmm. of a building. It might be the side of a building. Um, and I felt confident that the process that I'm using is removable. Um, to fit into this city ordinance that I kind of been carrying around in my mind for, you know, some 10 odd years. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you, you scout out the location that, you know, that you feel like might be attractive to onlookers. Yeah. Like literally someone's going to see this because the, the nature of how they move through our neighborhoods is causing them to sit to where they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. So can we talk a little bit about when you are installing the murals and, you know, you're in plain sight, you know, of everyone? What What's the response like? Um, the response is just, just engagement, you know, is the general response. Um, people are communicating a range of things to me. Mm. Um, All of it is kind of some level of appreciation that something's going up. Something is, uh, you know, familiar to them that's going up. Um, I mean, it's just the, the amount of people that I have to engage with in going through the process of it, you know, is I'm getting a really wide range of, interaction you know i got people telling me stories about loved ones who passed away when they watching me put up a mural of one of my my cousin passed away i got people saying that they love when i put my murals up because they feel like oftentimes they experience public art from black folks and it seem it doesn't seem sophisticated Mm. is what i had um, fucking Cleveland Commission say to me, mm. um, you know, is 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 it's like an it's me in the environment putting it up is like an opening for people to share mm-hmm. or to ask questions mm-hmm. on a wide on a wide range. You know, I probably did enough of them, um, and I'm out in the public long enough putting one of them up. That over a course of a day or two, you know, people are honking the horn, people are pulling over, people giving me business cards. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's a wide variety. Um, so there's a mural on Henry's Cleaners that's like at a hundred, what sixteen, 116th and Kinsman, and recently, I believe it was at the beginning of this year, uh, where the news I can't remember maybe Channel Five. Um, captured the mural 
um, and they titled it Balloon Girl or something of the other. <laughs> what? So my question is, like, when someone is <clears throat> responding to the work like that, like, you didn't know that the news was going to put out that story. Um, what? What's your reaction to that? My my reaction to them calling it Balloon Girl and putting it up and all that, I don't really care. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, for me, they see it. You know, I'm very much a visual person who's attracted to, you know, visual communication. Mm-hmm. The fact that I see the image that I created that came out of my imagination, onto my camera, into my computer, onto my printer, onto my table, trimmed, carried on the back of my truck, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then physically putting it up. Like I have all those visual experiences with the image. When I see it on the news, for me, it's just, it's it's an extension of what's already uh, very fulfilling for me. Oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of don't hear the conversation. I don't really recognize that they never say my name. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't really, I don't even know how to explain it. It it doesn't really bother you. It don't bother me at all. I recognize it. It doesn't bother me. Mm. It's like. Everybody sent me messages on Instagram mm-hmm. saying, Donald, your image is on the news. Mm-hmm. So did did they need to tell me? Did they need to tell me? Right, right. That I did it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or people. Right. So you weren't upset that like, no. you didn't get the credit. No, I didn't. Of... No, no, no. Gotcha. Because okay. I feel like them putting it on the news is me getting the credit. Okay, okay, okay. Even though I understand that damn, y'all didn't put Donald Black Jr., more people don't know, more people don't know who did it. I'm looking at the fact that this mural that only the Kinsman folks get to see, the whole city saw. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I feel like at some point, it'll connect. Okay. okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, That's that makes sense. I was just curious, like, yeah. were you, you know, is that like a little upsetting? Um, so speaking of upsetting, I want to go back to the negative experiences that you've had with getting these commissions um because you you know you said some of them have been so you know talk to me about some of those excruciating (laughs) well I think what happened is my first commission was a very positive experience okay um positive to the point where it created the bar for me being engaged as a large scale image maker. And every experience after that, it didn't, it didn't meet that first commission. Mm, Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It was, um, yeah, it didn't. It was kind of like, it went from me being treated with respect that I didn't even know I was supposed to be getting to me just feeling like I'm constantly being kind of disrespected as a creative person or kind of being minimized for my contribution. Mm. 
I mean, I could say that uh, my second commir- my second commission, it was like the organization was trying to take the printer that I was planning on investing in and taking the commission money mm. to invest in the printer, asking me to tell them how much I would charge them to print my stuff or something or whatever it was. It was, Mm -hmm. they were going to, they were going to take my commission money Mm -hmm. and then they were going to, they wanted me to tell them how much per hour for me to come and operate it, that they would pay me. Mm -hmm. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was that. And it was kind of like at the point where I'm trusting in the organization and saying, well, instead of us going to an outside source to print, you know, I'm a printer. If I had that printer, mm-hmm. you know, I could really do some amazing things if I had that printer. So why don't we, why don't I just invest in the printer with my commission money? Mm-hmm. And then I could put my own mural up. Um, And that turned into, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Matter of fact, it's such a good idea. We want that printer mm-hmm. with this money. Mm-hmm. So you come to the meeting with us and you translate all of your printer technology jargon so you can teach us what to pay attention to so we can invest in this printer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. And I recognized that they weren't probably prepared for me to say, no, I'm not doing that because they called me all the way up until the day of the meeting, had the meeting without me. And they said, we don't think you should get the printer and we're not going to get it either. And I'm sitting there mm-hmm. thinking like, well, shit, I had another project going on. So I just got the printer. Mm. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember right. that's how yeah, all that, that's, that's how, how all went. that laid out. Yeah, yeah. But it's that, <clears throat> you know, it's, um, you know, engaging with a lot of white folks, you know, and having images of black people, and having to engage with white folks who don't have the, uh, I don't know, sensitivities, morals. Um, whatever word we want to use to be uh, cautious as at what they're saying, you know. What I mean, they mm-hmm. said something like they didn't. The the they talked about one of the images, um, and wanted me to not have the. Remember the one image that's up tangled. The barbed wire. Yeah, they didn't want the barbed wire mm-hmm. because. They didn't want it to be dilapidated or something. Some old mm-hmm. shit. They didn't mm-hmm. want that to be dilapidated in mm-hmm. the neighborhood or mm-hmm. some old yeah, yeah, racist yeah. bullshit. Right, right. And uh, yeah, I remember that because uh, that was also a, a location on uh, Kinsman. Um, but that's making me think about, you know, trying to enter into this sort of next phase of our conversation, which is like trust, mm. you know, and. As an artist, you know, you you kind of place your work in the hands of a lot of people once, you know, the work is complete, whether it's at a gallery, in a museum, you know, you're trusting once the work leaves your hands that whoever is in- installing or putting it up or whatever they're going to do is that they're going to do right by you, right, as right. an artist. So. I'm just wondering, like, because recently you've had a few experiences with me and my work and just flat out where you've allowed a journal or, you know, whomever to use one of your photographs for uh, to complement an essay or a poem that I've written. And in turn, 
you know, we've given them the photograph and they have altered, manipulated, done something to the image. Um, and that keeps happening. <laughs> Recently, right. it keeps happening. <laughs> so I just want to talk about that. Like, um, yeah, tell me, I mean, what is, does that make you upset or are you? Yeah, usually when, usually when people, when people are altering the images, it infuriates me. Mm. It infuriates me. It infuriates me because to some extent, it, it no longer feels like my image. It no mm -hmm. longer feels like my work. Mm -hmm. um, but my name has to go on it. So right. it's, it's something about that. Right. You know, that's one level to it. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, and then it's, I, I recognize that there's no, there's, there's usually no ask or permission mm -hmm. to do it. Oh, and there's no request for me to do it, to do what's needed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I right. feel like it's like a disregard mm -hmm. for what's actually in front of them. Somebody will say, oh, I love this photograph. It's so beautiful. The, the, the people and the work is represented so nicely. And then it's kind of like you crop it. Mm. and cropping might not even seem like a huge problem to someone who doesn't really understand composition. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the crop is a part of the photograph, mm -hmm. which means if it needs to be cropped, let me crop it. Right. If it needs to be altered, let me alter it. Especially because you're about to use this image to help brand and persuade your viewership. People mm -hmm. are going to look at the photograph and they're going to say whatever they're going to say to it. They're going to remember it's going to stick. Mm -hmm. You know, in our case, it's going to connect, it's connecting to whatever extent to the work that you're creating. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 uh, I no longer have the same confidence in the work once someone else manipulates it. Mm -hmm. when I see the manipulation mm -hmm. it ain't, I ain't saying ain't nobody else qualified mm -hmm. I'm saying when I see it I'm sitting there thinking to myself like who the fuck did this right like you need they should have had me do it I'm qualified you have someone that's not qualified right so is it like taking words out of your mouth or changing and twisting your words is that what it feels like? What it feels like is someone, and it's like someone changing your words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 a similar experience. I feel that when you are sh sharing your work and you giving it to the editors, and then or you give it to someone and they go to print and you read it, and it's missing an article. Mm -hmm. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I watched your physical response to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're having a similar experience mm -hmm. when that's happening. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like what I'm witnessing for you is like, I don't want nobody to think I don't know how to put my fucking articles in my sentences. Mm -hmm. And now that your name has to go on it, it's going to look like Allie doesn't know Mm -hmm. The rules of grammar and the rules yeah. of grammar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm wondering though, like for you, <laughs> yeah, that is very infuriating. Um, 
But I'm wondering, like, for you, why why are people doing that? Why are they manipulating or altering or cropping? Why do you think they're doing it? In short, I think they're doing it because they can't make it, is hmm. what I think. I think since they're not the one creating it, and they're in a position of control over it, mm-hmm. that now they get to make it their own, mm-hmm. is what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. I think we all have a, I think we all need a creative outlet and creative forms of expression. And I feel like I usually witness people exercise those levels of expression in and they kind of put them upon other people mm-hmm. you know I feel like mm-hmm. that with ideas like I feel like it's easy to get into an idea argument with someone who's not actively making and expressing themselves because now their the, their creativity is being exercised through coming up with the idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like okay so if I do this little tweak, at least, you know, it's like now I contributed to it. Now, so now it's like a part of my my work yeah. and my doing. Right. That's what that's what I like off the top of my head. That's what I feel like is happening mm-hmm. is they want to be a contributor mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, definitely. And I'm trying to think, has there ever been a time where it felt like for you, they were doing it because it was too black, too aggressive, too... Well, I definitely feel like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it just depends on which incident I visualize. Mm-hmm. If I visualize the situation with the uh, journal a couple weeks ago, like mm-hmm. I feel like they completely destroyed the photograph. Right. And right. when I say completely destroyed it, it's like you can no longer see the strong um, visual elements and visual principles that I've put forward for them to be so attracted to the fucking photograph. Mm -hmm. It's like, you like the image, you want to use the image. Can we use the image? And then you cover it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I feel like I experienced with the image self-imprisonment was like, you took the most striking part of the photograph and covered it. The eyes, the reflection in the eyes, the details in his face, Mm-hmm. The crop, the composition, the arrangement of the fucking visual mm-hmm. elements. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All that's gone away. To me, is disrespectful to the photograph. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I get it. Photography is a very early visual art. You know, it's still really struggling with the um, the perception that it is art. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when people think visual art, Generally speaking, people are thinking about an illustration or a painting mm-hmm. or a drawing. Mm-hmm. People aren't generally thinking of photography as art. And I feel like the interaction that I experienced happening with the photograph um, echoes that mm-hmm. really, really loud. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and speaking of like painting and painters, you, you've had an experience with painters or illustrators who what they've taken your work and well I've had you know I can think I might have still been living in New York this is like 2006 2007 I have a gallery that has some of my work and they're selling it 
um, or trying to sell it. Mm-hmm. Being introduced, my work is being introduced to a roster of painters and illustrators. And one day, once I moved back to Cleveland, the gallery sends me a photograph <clears throat> showing me their new space. And I see my photograph on the wall in their new space. Mm. But the photograph is in color. Right. Mm. But I recognize the composition. I recognize the arrangement of the visual elements. So when I'm looking at it, I'm seeing it. <clears throat> I'm seeing it like seeing a familiar face, but I can't place why the face is familiar mm-hmm. like that was the experience mm. and then i look longer i'm like oh they done painted my photograph oh wow you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and i'm like out of town from the gallery mm-hmm. and that guy's out of town from the gallery i'm like you know mid to late 20s it's like it's nothing i can fucking do it's like a powerless situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this painter had already asked if he could paint self-imprisonment and i said no so then I'm thinking like, okay, well, you'd already painted it. Y'all already sold a painting for $15,000. Normally, you pay photographers for visual references of images. I can't even get compensated for the visual reference. Right. Wow. So that experience, um, that, that kind of stuff just, it, this shit is fucking traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> like that was back then and like i said recently you've had at least two incidents with me in the journal and but then we had someone uh, i saw on facebook someone had because i immediately recognize your work and i'm like oh shoot you know so i see the image of the mural the outdoor mural that's on the van roy coffee building spaces mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and someone what they they used the they used the photograph as the cover of the book. The photograph of the mural. Yeah. And the reason why I took a deep breath is because they didn't photograph the mural. They photographed It was like the the way they photographed the mural. They cropped the entire environment out. So you don't know that it's a mural. Right. All you know is that it's a photograph when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they use it as the cover of a book. Mm. <clears throat> and it, yeah, when I got, first introduced that to you, were you infuriated? I was infuriated. Mm. I was infuriated because it's another one of those kind of shocking experiences that I don't really have control over. Mm-hmm. And I told a buddy of mine, and he said, I mean, shit, we could pull up. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, we could pull up. But for me, it's still a level of me having to accept being powerless in this situation. Right, because the book was it's released, right? The book is released. The book is printed. But we can go and we can tear the books up and take them off the shelf and, mm. you know, hire a lawyer and all this other stuff. But, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's not worth, at the, at the point where it's at now, it's not worth any of that. It's like it's not even worth the energy. Mm-hmm. because I recognize that it's not something that I can completely avoid or control. Yes, I love that people love his work. And I sent them an email, and he sent some stuff back, and it was just kind of like I needed to say something for myself. Mm-hmm. But 
I didn't say something with the thought that there's really something that you can do. There's nothing you can really do about mm -hmm. it. Because if it was something that you could really do about it, you'd have did that beforehand. Right. So it don't feel like compliment. No, not at all. You know, it's like. I mean, this guy sent an email and said, what can I do to fix this? And then sent the second email saying, sorry that I'm asking you, what can I do to fix it? Mm. I should be coming up with that myself. Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. I just didn't respond because I feel like the response is a conversation mm -hmm. versus us playing this email thing. Mm. And I believe what I really would want and need will not be provided. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like keep on doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Just know that people watching. Mm -hmm. You got to deal with the karma on your own. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I don't want the sob story of the the backstory, you know, all that shit feel like manipulation. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to do this, but it's another one, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you said another mural, someone took a picture and put it on national No, they didn't put it on National Geographic. What what happened oh, with yeah, that? Oh yeah, National Geographic's photographer is in Cleveland. You know, people are saying that you need to meet this photographer to him. People are saying to me that I need to meet him. And the way we kind of meet is on an Instagram post of a friend of mine tearing into him for shooting someone's portrait in front of my mural mm. with, no with no recognition of me. Mm. No tag, no. No tag, no this, nothing. I mean, the his photograph is my mural mm. with two people standing in front of it. Mm. Mm. So it's not two people standing in front of my mural, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at the photograph, the overwhelming dominant elements that are being communicated is the mural, mm. is my photograph. So it's not like people post up and like, hey, we want to flick up and take some pictures in front of these murals. Is that rude and disrespectful? No, that's appreciated. Because when people flicking up in front of the mural, they saying D black, D black, D black, or who did this? Mm. There's an acknowledgement that they respect or like or enjoy the image and they, they shouting the nigga out. I just be shout me out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Or not because you don't have to. The landscape doesn't require you to. Right. And then you got to deal with the gut punch. Yeah. You know? I'm just sitting there thinking like, oh, okay. I'm just going to celebrate the fact that is more people seeing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I ain't really stressing that people don't know I did it. I'm more so stressing that the person using the image is just taking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you've worked your ass off to create and it's real close and personal to you. And then it's just like, you don't exist. And it's interesting because I feel like, you know, the national geographic photographer, I mean, this dude is a world renowned fucking photographer. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say anything to me, mm. but the fucking nobody rapper who I still ain't never seen the fucking video is sending me messages saying, Hey, I love what you do, big bro. Like, is it okay if I do this? Mm. 
Or the little 21-year-old girl going to the museum in Youngstown saying, hey, I would love to take some pictures in front of your images. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to do that. It's mm-hmm. like a, that's that's ingrained in them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a part of them to pay homage, ask permission, and all that kind of stuff. That's some moral shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And that's what, when, so when people are asking or shouting me out that's what makes me that's what helps me know that I'm not tripping mm-hmm. when I'm experiencing the opposite of that you know mm-hmm. it's like oh I ain't tripping okay this little this little 20 year old little girl is asking me if she can do that she could do that and keep it moving and I would never fucking know right right it's it's, it's kind of appreciated yeah yeah. You know, her telling all her friends that I made the image is not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. Her asking or communicating to me is highly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, just like the acknowledgement of you and the work and right. just respect. Right. And, you know, it's not this grimy thing that somebody is just taking, like you said. I mean, that's my biggest hesitation for my photographs being on social media. Is I recognize that people who draw are floating, taking fucking pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at paintings that are duplicates of beautiful fucking photographs with no mention to these photographers. Mm-hmm. Like no mention. Mm-hmm. And being a photographer, me being a photographer and an illustrator... I learned the history of the fucking photograph. Like the photograph was used as the reference. A lot of our favorite photographers were illustrators who wanted to only use the camera for references. Mm. So I realized, or I believe that people who have the camera, who use the camera for references, it's easy to see what they can see Mm. Mm -hmm. when you're looking at their drawings and their paintings. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that Oftentimes, illustrators are, they, they can't see what I'm seeing mm. without the reference. They see it and recognize it with the reference. It's like, oh, shit, damn, can I draw that? Can I paint that? And I recognize that it's like a gut punch, a gut punch mm-hmm. when, 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 it, when they ask. Mm. I mean, me and Soul was talking about this. He like, I recognize that you kind of get quiet. I'm like, man, dude, it just makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable because it's something that I've been experiencing in a negative way. Um, I haven't experienced that in a positive way. And then you got somebody like Gabby who just will casually say, I hate fucking painters and illustrators, D Black. And I'm like, why? He like, because they always want to draw my shit. They always want to paint my shit mm-hmm. as if I can't draw, as if I can't paint. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I'm feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's not even solely that they want to use it as a reference. It's kind of like, I don't even know if you could draw better than me. Mm, gotcha. And the history of the photograph and the camera and illustration and drawing I see these as references for drawings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I be asking myself if I'm if I'm in my head like, well, damn, am I really mad that I ain't drew all this shit yet? And it's like, no, I fucking think the photograph is fucking amazing. Right, right, right. But people think an artist is someone who can draw. Mm-hmm. 
So if the uneducated landscape for the value of being able to see light, right, is looking at the drawing, it makes me feel some kind of way to thought that they're going to see the drawing as better mm-hmm. than the fucking photograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's that <laughs> has to be extremely frustrating. It's just me as a writer. It's just making me think of somebody plagiarizing my work, you know, and how I would be livid, you know. Right. I mean, but um, then I'm looking at it. Okay, is there a is there a positive side of this? Mm-hmm. So even with so, I'm like, maybe we should do a show where all of the illustrators draw one of my images as a reference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't I don't claim to be better than nobody, but I recognize where I'm strong and I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you're gonna engage with my stuff, put that at the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should get a group of visual artists who draw or paint, and then all of my images are being referenced by a different painter. And all of the next to the photograph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind competing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I just want it to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Put them side to by side. Mm-hmm. And make it fair. Yeah. And make it fair. And that's like going back to, it's kind of like going back to uh, morals and yeah, because it's definitely something that I want to get over. I want to get past this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, yep, I could tell. But I want to because we're we're up on coming up on that hour. But I want to. I think I'm gonna start always trying to end with advice. Okay. For you um, to give out to the listeners, so it's like that. That's a lot of heavy shit to deal with. What we just talked about, like trusting people with the work, the work goes out there. You can't control it. What people do with it. How do you, how you manage and deal with this? Like, <laughs> or do you? Um, how to manage and how to deal with it. Um, on one level, talking about it. Mm. I feel like, um, this is not a popular conversation, at least popular enough for it to come across my lands, come come across my landscape. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a real firm believer of people behave a certain way um, because nobody's calling it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like kind of call it out, speak to it. I mean, you know, I, I don't imagine I would imagine that it's artists who are experiencing the exact same thing that I am with people, with institutions interacting with they work a certain kind of way my whole thing is the people who aren't saying anything about any of this shit i hold them just as fucking responsible Mm. like they wouldn't be interacting with me like this Mm -hmm. if we was all saying something about it and i ain't saying flip out and cuss somebody out saying something but it's like, how do we make this a compromise? Like, where is the where is the middle ground for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, you want these images to look consistent from artist to artist. Mm-hmm. Can I make my own image consistent to what you're showing me? Can I interpret that? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 negotiation needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like artists 
we we we're dying for our work to be seen and shown and accepted and to be able to participate mm-hmm. to in a possibility that a bigger audience is going to see it mm-hmm. so we we tend to take whatever it is the opportunity presents and i feel like seeing ourselves as the leverage for the negotiation mm-hmm. how do we make this work for both of us right Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is fair. Which is which is fair. I mean, and this is what I've said to my buddy who's talking about, ooh, I want to paint that. And me trusting him enough to say, damn, maybe this is how I can get over some of this, get past some of this, is to engage with a situation and create a, a positive experience for myself with this level of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that, you know? Mm-hmm. Talking about it. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's talking about it and coming up with solutions for it. Yeah. But I feel like we can't come up with no kind of solutions for it if we ain't talking about it. And I feel like another artist is just going to experience the same thing. Mm-hmm. When I'm experiencing it, I'm making it known and making it apparent that I'm experiencing this with whoever I'm interacting with. Right. So possibly to change their approach to the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's. That's really, really all you can do, which is a good, I think it's a good step. You know, talking about shit is always a good response and way to deal with, with things. So, all right. Well, thank you. We will see you next week and um, appreciate the conversation. Thank you.